0: Well, welcome to the inaugural Live from Spring Training program presented by Design Air, Heating, and Cooling. I am Tim McKernan alongside the great Derek Gould. I feel like, like maybe we should talk to the one. Like, is that, that's is right, that it's, right in, it's, it's right in between actually, the light in the okay. kitchen yeah. is in between, that's a nice idea. Yeah. You did not even do the broadcast sequence in Missouri. Either. No, no. But they should have told me that at KOMU, that's nice, because no. the light of because we have one camera that's on Facebook, and one camera that's on Periscope, and we're simulcasting the whole thing, and it's our inaugural one. So uh, Brian Reineker, who is a uh, Palm Beach County resident, is kind of handling the tech operations here. It could be a cluster. We're going to give it a run. Uh, starting next week, the Design Air Heating and Cooling Backdrop, kind of like when Steve Spagnuolo would do a fascinating press oh, yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah. Or like in like English soccer. With Perfect example. So we there, have that cool. stuff in the backdrop, but it's getting shipped today by the great John Marisak from Fast Signs. Thank you, John. Uh, so we don't have that. So instead, we have the Fazio course here at PGA National behind us. And we are within range of a rogue shot. So you could see Derek or I get struck by a golf ball. And some of you might like to see Derek or I get struck by a rogue golf ball, so this is your chance. Now, what we're going to do here once a week, uh, Derek will join me, and uh, Dan McLaughlin will join me, and I might do some uh, here and there if there are breaking news stories or anything that we want to talk about, both on Facebook Live and on Twitter, and we'll be doing them throughout spring training here in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, is where we are situated. The Cardinals are about 10 minutes to the north in Jupiter. Now, you're telling me that's 20 bad information? 80. Really? 20-22
1: minutes.
0: Would you run into some traffic? Well, I mean, you laughed at me for the words that I used. You use circuitous, and I'm just like I'm out of that. I'm thinking more
1: like uh, it's more serpentine.
0: Oh, that's I nice. Here.
1: I mean, I, literally the, the the way that I took to get here is the same way that I would take if I were trying to outrun an alligator. Oh, nice! You know, you're back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And it is a little zigzaggy to get back here. It is, and so you think, oh, look, ten minutes. is... Like, I mean, I, I think I could walk. As fast as I can drive, you
0: know, because you can walk that direction. But uh, but driving, you have to go around. It is a little circuitous, and you do have circuitous. a gate. I do have a gate. Well, I mean, I'm an AM radio star in St. Louis. No, I This is, understand. I mean, this is exclusive, exclusive stuff you here. You don't understand. I, understand. I need to keep the paparazzi away. So I have a few questions okay. that I wanted to make sure I got to. Uh, and then threw
1: on your steamer.
0: I did. Well, you you asked about what I was going to wear. I, I came through. What, so what do you have? What I, is that? I don't even know what, what is that.
1: Um, it's a Major League Baseball logo, right? I can
0: tell that redone as uh, Star Wars. So, ah, yeah. so you I have I Star can... Wars guy. Uh,
1: yeah, in yeah. a major way. No, no, my oh, son is a major. Is. All
0: right. I'm more of a comic. Oh, All right, I see. But I thought it was appropriate. I liked it. And I said I'd wear a steamer shirt. Yeah, that, actually, so right, I cool. came through on the steamer I don't know where I got this thing. When I wear it, people go, where oh, did you get that thing? I don't remember, but I'll bring it out for this thing. So you can watch us on Facebook Live. You can watch us on Periscope. Brian's on the ones and twos in the kitchen, uh, making sure everything is firing on all cylinders. And, uh, and hopefully, we will have uh, questions from people, and we will watch them on Facebook Live. Uh, throughout the course of spring training and throughout the next hour here. Our broadcasts are presented by Design Air Heating and Cooling. And I know people go, oh, God, you're going to go to a sponsorship thing. Well, without the sponsors, uh, Derek and I aren't doing this whole thing. And Hopefully, it'll be something that people will get on board with throughout the course of spring training, and we'll do it on a regular basis. I am a Design Air Heating and Cooling client. I believe you had an issue, and I said, contact Design Air Heating and Cooling. We We had an issue, and... uh and it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Goldcamp at Design Air Heating and Cooling. We just finished our basement. They set it up. They've done amazing work, uh, and I can recommend them wholeheartedly to those of you watching. So when things start to warm up in St. Louis in a month and a half or so, make sure you go to designairservice.com. They are the number one train dealer in the Midwest. Design Air, it's hard to stop a train. So for the next hour or so, we will take your questions, uh, post them on Facebook Live, post them on Periscope. And Derek and I will discuss Cardinal spring training with you. So I want to start with this one. How many spring trainings have you covered as the official St. Louis Post-Dispatch beat reporter? You mean, oh, uh, this is my 14th spring training. All right. Uh, 15th All right. season. All right. So I did one season where I didn't do spring training. I am of the opinion, and I'm curious where you are on this one, that this is one of the most angst-filled spring trainings that I can recall, at least from the fan base perspective. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think it, it. I don't think it's isolated to the fams. Uh, to be honest, I think, you know, from my perspective, this spring training has the widest variance of outcomes of any spring training. You know, just from looking at it now, other spring trainers have come down and it's like, okay, this is the pitching staff they have, and then Adam Wainwright's elbow gives out, and they're like, well, what are they? You know, I mean, you look at that 2011 team. Um, before Wainwright's elbow goes in, you're like, this is a juggernaut, and then at the end you're like, oh, well, where do they go? But still, I mean, Berkman and Pujols and Holiday, um, lots to like about that team. I think this is the one that has the widest, you know, kind of birth of outcome, widest spectrum of outcome, and it, I can't think of one like it, you know, um, I'm trying to think through, like, cautiously optimistic seems to be the team, but are they sold on their ability to go out and win 95 games I don't
0: know. Yeah. I've, uh, I've noticed when I do an interview with somebody like Mike Maffini, uh here this week on the podcast, and there's so much, I don't even want to listen. I don't care what he yeah. has to say. Either I don't like him, he's going to trust his gut, it doesn't matter what the numbers say, or the front office didn't put him in a position to have a great roster this offseason. Right. It's just... A lot of negativity, and I don't recall that in my time as a Cardinal fan. Although you know, being a television reporter and talk show host, I don't recall that. You'd have to go back to like pre-McGuire in '97. But, I don't think there were as many avenues for negativity. That's true. That's right. So yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, I mean, yeah, back then yeah. it was like message boards,
1: right, or or letters or emails, messages. Sound off section. So, yeah, yeah. That's my personal favorite. Right. Or uh, what was the other one? Uh, group chat. Uh, the The listservs that's what they're called listservs um yeah i mean you now you have far more avenues for anger and i and i do think it's uh it's a multiplying factor you know um, you just have all these avenues where you can breed negativity and so negativity goes there to multiply and grows and becomes this megaphone Um, I, i have a hard time I always try to keep in mind that you know, the, the vocal group is not the entire group, the vocal group is not the entire group. It is reflective of a percentage of the group, to be sure, and you have to be aware of that, but it's not 90%. You know, it's, it's probably more along the lines of just like everything else, or, or 52-48, or 53-47. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I've been asked a lot about like, what do the fans think of this team. And I, and I have to ask, well, we, the vocal fans are like, couldn't they do more? Couldn't they do more? And they, they have every right and they have a lot to their argument. Couldn't they have done more? Yeah, they could have done more. Um, most of the fans are like, uh, let's see. You know, they seem to be, they, I think most fans recognize that how they start what February, how they are on Valentine's Day, is not how they're going to be on Flag Day, is not how they're going to be on October 1st. You know, this team, among the many varied outcomes that it has, is also constant change, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But they have payroll room to add, they have prospects to trade, so it does seem like they want to use Spring to evaluate what they have and then address on the go. I think one of the
0: things... Should we talk to the camera? No, 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 I like this. Okay. I'll occasionally do like kind of a nod to the camera, like when Joe Buck and Troy Aikman open up a game, Joe says he hates that shot more than anything. So he looks at Troy, kind of gets a little nod, and then goes, let everybody know, I'm listening, I know you're out there, but I'm going to focus on my co-host. That's what I'm going okay. to do. So that's, that's, a, little, that's, a, that's a little broad. So the buck you taught nod. me to look at the kitchen lights, I like that. The buck nod. The buck nod is what I'm going to see, the buck nod me. All right? Here is what I think is one of the reasons why people are frustrated. And this is across baseball in general. There are so many free agents still out there, yeah, and some of these free agents seem to make sense for the Cardinals whether it be yeah. Holland or well pick pick your poison really you could even go if you want to do Hosmer and Moustakas with starters Holland in particular mm-hmm. and I think Cardinal fans know they said they were going to be aggressive in the offseason and yes Ozuna was a nice pickup don't get me wrong but now there are still options out there perhaps cost effective options and there's no movement why not when there seems to be a need? What did you say? Yeah,
1: that? I well, can I offer you an interesting kind of anecdote. maybe what do you got? Just kind of speak to what you're talking about. So I'm flying down here, right, and a couple gentlemen, businessmen behind me are talking about baseball. And one of them says, um, "You know, I just, you know, they did some things, they made some moves, but really, they've just been so quiet this offseason. It's hard to get excited about what they've done." another guy goes, "Well, you know." They, they, they had some needs I guess they kind of addressed it but nothing to get excited about it's like they don't want to spend money and uh, then the other guy goes yeah they do seem to be saving a lot of money it's, it's just like they, they, they're real they, they have they know what they want or they know what they need to get better and they're just not willing to do it because they just want to pocket the money they were talking about the Cubs
0: oh wow that was two, a nice little twist right there at Cubs the end fans. I was, it was assuming the this was
1: a Cardinal discussion no two Cubs fans I'm like, this is the same discussion that St. Louis is having. Um, I got emails in early, well, mid-December uh, from Brewers fans who were so frustrated that their team had not done anything yet. Why are all, Brewers
0: fans emailing you? Uh, I don't
1: know. I get emails from all <laughs> yeah, types. You're going, I'm Glad it. I'm not on that list. Yeah, yeah, emails <laughs> from all types. I had to come up. Um, <laughs> frustrated because, uh, uh, you know, they, their team hadn't done anything. Meanwhile, the Cardinals have been the most active team at the winter meeting fast forward five weeks later and I'm getting emails from the Cardinal
0: fans saying,
1: Brewers are doing all this stuff Right, having the
0: Cardinals done anything. Yeah. Kane Yellich Day was like a yeah. signature moment this offseason.
1: Yeah, it was, and as it should be. And, you know, and I don't fault them, but it also you know, didn't erase December. December happened, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a very, I think this offseason had, has catered to anxiety, not to excitement. Yeah. So you're right in that regard. And I don't, but I, I think it's chronic throughout baseball. Well, there's really only one fan base that is happened, and that's the Yankees,
0: right? Right. And they're giddy. They're they 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 can't wait. I say this. I, I said this they on. I think they're going to hit 112 <laughs> <home> runs. <laughs> I saw they opening up batting practice early, an hour early, just like the Cardinals did in the wire. Yeah. There's one fan base that I would imagine is angrier than them all, especially when you consider where it's located and who's in their division and the team you just I would imagine Red Sox fans are just like beside themselves. Uh, oh well, yeah. Because they see what the Yankees have done, the Red Sox really haven't done all that much. Oh. JD Martinez thing has been going on for like so weird, yeah.
1: And they didn't get one of the Marlins outfielders, you know. So which kind of like a classic win. Dombrowski right. move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which they really weren't in play for. I mean, for any of them. well, I mean, yeah, I guess they weren't really in play for any of them if they were for any of them. It would be a Zuna and the Cardinals could clobber clobbered and plenty of clobber in the so, um, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, I guess, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, the, the Red Sox nation is interesting and I wish I had a better feel for it. I have so many friends in are Red Sox. That have been a, I wish I had a better feel for sort of their group, you know, the hive mind there. Um, but, uh, but I do think that they are, they've had such luck up, down, up, down, up, down. That's that's what's been missed. Like, you know, the Cardinals have been year, and they've lost twice in the World Series and so forth to the to the Red Sox. But in those years that the Red Sox weren't yeah. beating the Cardinals, they did they, finish last yeah, yeah. a few times. They did have like an absolute salary dump that Nick Vuto was a part of if you remember. And, uh, you know, I mean, so they've had their down years. Um, that's allowed them to pick high in some regards. And they, they, they have a team that clearly benefits from some of those high picks right now, but uh, but yeah, it's a curious team that seems to go, all right, we're willing to take maybe some oscillation if we're going to get that high peak, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what this is, I don't know, um, but they have a bigger argument than Cardinal fans just to kind of bring it around, I agree with you on that, is because J.D. Martinez is sitting right there, and that guy changes that team significantly, as what they want what they need and boost them up in ways that uh, no addition that you mentioned for the Cardinals
0: this is uh, an opportunity for you to ask questions we'll start taking some questions here in a moment Uh, so submit them we have Facebook live open in front of us and we'll start taking a look at some of the questions one of the things I want to address and if you haven't read it this morning the post dispatcher online on stltoday.com you make your first appearance uh, at uh, the Cardinals spring training camp at Roger Dean Stadium yesterday and who do you see like free agent
1: Lance, Lance Lynn. Yeah, yeah.
0: He picked a bad time to come by. Didn't he pokes <laughs> no, no, right, right into you. It's almost like a new was coming. <laughs> um, so what did he have to say? I mean, how weird is that? Because you told us the anecdote of Mike Leake and the, the hundred million dollar reference from last year. and yeah. Now it's like, what? Is he wasn't even going to have that? I mean, what's he going to wind up? Yeah, with? it's weird. It's a weird thing.
1: Um, you know, I mean, you look I and mean, totally, you know, Frank Cusimano would ask me a lot like. What kind of offer is Lance Lynn in? I said I, I don't know. It's going to start with a one because Jordan Zimmerman got a right. one, and you could make the argument that Lance Lynn is better than Jordan Zimmerman. And in the same vein, though, you could also make the case that Jordan Zimmerman taught everybody a lesson that now Lance Lynn is paying for. Um, Homer Bailey got nearly a hundred million dollars. I mean, we, are we having that discussion? Where Lance, I mean, Lance seems to be as much um, as any player pinched by this really frigid market um, and then wave of statistics or the wave of reluctance to commit multiple years. Yeah. That's a fascinating thing. I mean, he, he, uh, he really downplayed his level of frustration, and I asked him, I mean, you know, you go into this, you're thinking you're going to get nine figures, you could walk out with half that. Doesn't that bother you? And, you know, he's like, you know, it hasn't happened yet. I don't know. You know, I can't say. Um, he thinks that the deals are going to be out there for everybody. Um, he says, uh, you know, there are multiple things. He said, one of the things that they've heard a lot is like, we're interested, we'll get back to you once we have a feel for what the market is. And, he, you know, that's true in November, it was said in December, and still said now. Right. So, what that usually means is, what does Tarvish go for? What does Arietta go for? Then you go. Um, now, the Cubs set up, stepped out and signed Chatwood after the Cardinals signed Michaelis, who was in camp today. Um, and so Chatwood kind of set things a little bit because, you know, Lynn is not going to sign for less than Chatwood, right? Um, and if he does, then what does that say about what's being valued? It's just, it's a really weird thing.
0: Who's um, the domino?
1: That's a great question. I think, actually, I don't think it's a player. I think it's a team. Bre- I, or the Brewers? Yeah, I think, I think the Brewers could be the, the domino, right? Or, or the twins um, in this way, in this way. You know, they're searching for trades right now. Um, Brewers have been in touch with the Rays. Um, it's been reported that they were after uh, Archer. They tried to look into an old Archer. Odorizzi is also somebody that the Rays would be eager to move, um, or willing to move, I guess I should say. Rays are difficult to deal with. They try to win every trade. Um, the Brewers really knocked down their prospect death by getting the Yellich deal. So, they have to be aware of that. Uh, so, you go and get, so you talk to those there, and if you can't get the trade, then you ship back to the free agent, and maybe it's the move that they make that, uh, that triggers it. You know, I, it, it does seem like the teams are hesitant to be the one that steps out of line. Now, that doesn't, everyone, I mean, people might go, well, that, that sounds like collusion, um, or use the big, the big word there. Get that because if all teams are scared to step out and make that signing, then no team will, and that's creating this kind of uh, this barrier, right? Um, it's not it's not premeditated collusion, but in the end, it's actual collusion. They're just not making moves. The other it's similar to what you see in the draft, where um, you know like guys will have agreements done. Like it's a curious thing you can watch in the draft, right? How often do you see the seventh overall pick? his deal announced before the fifth yeah. yeah. you, you, know, you don't see it very often in baseball because the team that signed the seventh guy doesn't want to finalize that deal they have an agreement in place but doesn't want to finalize that deal because it might be more than what the slot value yeah. is for five right. that messes the market up um, baseball is taking steps to kind of bring that into uh, this is interesting being on in our <laughs> country time lemonade this uh um the, uh, the baseball is taking some steps to it because of the bonuses and the slot structure and being more forthright right with, with what each spot in the draft should get. You're not going to do that in free agency. Every every move is going to create a response move. So you can see how the team would be reluctant to be the one to step out. Yeah. That flips the or sense.
0: Outside of the starters, I know some Cardinal fans go, well, what about Holland? You're yeah. not buying into Gregerson. When I interviewed Matheny last week, he did. I mean, you listened to the interview. We 10, 12 minutes left. Okay. Well, we talked about the closer earlier on. Uh-huh, and it. It. it was such an odd. I thought it was odd anyway. And for those of you who haven't listened to it, it wasn't like you said. Gregerson's our closer. Yeah. I. I uh, 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 and he mentioned starters who have closed before, so I didn't know right. how to interpret that. And I, you and I, were I had a about feel it. for that. Okay. I, I did
1: listen to it, um, and I and I know where he was coming from. And, uh, so and I, where is he coming from? Do you think? He's coming from the prospects, the guys who have started in the minors. This is this is what he's referring to. Is the Hudsons, Helsies, Hicks, uh, maybe even Connor Green saw him throw today. Um, eager to see how he fits into things. The guy who throws very very hard. I put video up on if I can cross promote. I put oh, of course um, that was my buck knob. Um, <laughs> I like the, it. The uh, <laughs> I uh, I, uh, I put up video of him throwing brief video thirty seconds. Day on the Birdland page on Facebook, so you can see the video there. Um, and the, I mean, he throws hard, and he's upright. And uh, um, you know, there are times where it's like, God, ah, that's like a right-handed Kevin Seegers, if you just look at how tall he is and his mechanics. Um, and then, and then he just brings heat, and he's not even throwing a full strength yet. Um, so how those guys fit in, but they're evolved in starters in their development to get them innings, and, and then. You know, He's talking about transitioning. And in his answer to you, he used Wainwright as an example right. of that, not necessarily saying that Wainwright is, Wainwright is going to, going be, to be that forward. guy. Yeah. But he, he was talking about how you, you take a guy who's only known who started or, or usually better a starter and you make them a reliever in the majors. And, of course, um, you know the, the, the prime example of that, you know, the alpha of it, if you will, is, uh, is out three. I mean, and that's who they're thinking about. About right. One. who could be a closer for this year. One way that they could use Alex is in that hole. Do you
0: think when they signed Gregerson that they, they thought told him was he was the would closer? Have,
1: no, they told him he would have the chance. To a chance. I never, when they signed Gregerson, at no point in time did they say, we just signed our closer. That came as the number one. When they signed Gregerson, Gersh actually spoke to us and they said, this is the guy with the closing experience. Looking for this, this needed addition to the bullpen, but at no one's point in time today implied that they were done
0: looking for relievers. Are the Cardinals um, in and Leon is part of this too? I right. Really yes. Also, with that. I get from Leon. Same field. Right. But Leon is,
1: is part of this. Um, it's interesting because you know one of the reasons why, like Addison read signs with the Twins for a deal, it's like what? what? Why is that? not We both thought Addison
0: Reed was going to be every guy. Bell
1: and whistle. One of the reasons why Cardinals were hesitant was the workload he's over the past few years. And okay, I get that. You know, they, they have first-hand experience or first-form experience with the issue of overwork. They got a guy who's coming in the spring this year with a concern. I mean, that Bowman has thrown a lot. Yeah. And echoes of Kevin Seegers and Seth are And everybody's here with how much work that guy has had. So I get it. And, and, maybe, and it might not work out for them. They might watch Addison Reed in person, close out four games for the Twins issue. Highly possible. Um, but Leon oddly, also has a lot of work. So I guess the lesson there is that it's all about the salary and the control, right? It's a lot easier to stomach Leon this you know, in the remainder of his time, because you have the control and it's not making free money, then
0: it would be a bad spring. Are the Cardinals in any capacity involved in- uh, I would
1: imagine they are in the sense
0: that Scott Worses is <laughs> Are they reciprocating his interest? I, I, I did I, a lot I, of that in college, and it didn't necessarily lead to what I was looking for. Like, oh no, please elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it was essentially sitting on a patio with a guy in a Star Wars shirt. Same type of deal, this is, <laughs> okay. a, this is just 20 years later. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So... so so, so this is like it was at the actual yeah, apartment. This, is, exact, this yeah. is exactly what it was going on at 500 South College Avenue in Columbia. But <laughs> are, are there are there any are there any like there, we're like, drinking water. <laughs> except we're drinking water this and there's is, not is, things all over the table. But but are the, are the Cardinals like if it falls here, then is that or is it just like no we're, we got we I got mean, it. yeah. I mean
1: I just don't I don't know what have to fall to like um in your question and please correct me if i'm wrong but there's this implication that greg holland is this given right and let me ask it this way who do you think is if the cardinals had signed um they could sign one guy who would you prefer they sign not cost not anything but just pure production holland or reed
0: oh really yeah why I just am under the impression he's a much better closer than Addison Reed And Addison Reed's been in, in, in kind of hybrid mode yeah. throughout his career. And so for a guy, now granted, it was a first well, I mean, half year had, type. I mean, Addison Reed was a closer for the White Sox. And, and he, was out, he was outstanding, but he's been, yeah. he's been recently hybrid, whereas Powell and now he started off sick last year and then it trended down. Yeah. But. He had two good months last year. Yeah, I and mean, he was outstanding and then it, it trended down. That has to be a concern. Sure, right? no, I understand, but yeah. in mean, a production that's where I'm coming from. But I see okay. where you're coming from on Reed. I thought it was going to be Reed before the season even ended last year.
1: I'm of a mind that when you go after a closer, there are very few sure things. Um, you know, like like last year, right? Um, you know, Rawless Chapman and you think of him and Craig Kimbrell and uh, some of these you know, some of those like I don't know, like perpetually excellent closers. It's a very volatile role. I'm of a mind that if you want to get a closer, your best bet is to identify a guy who has closer production but hasn't yet been given the opportunity to close. Um, Because if you go after a free agent who has a bunch of saves and he's not one of these perpetually excellent closers, you're going to pay for a guy who inevitably will lose his job. How much volatility have you seen in the closing hole for the Cardinals? I mean, the Cardinals had one of the best closers in the National League, uh, you know, in Trevor Rosenthal, two years in a row. And in the third, he was overtaken by the all-time leader in saves, Korea. And then the next year, the all-time saves leader in Korea couldn't hold onto the job. So, I mean, I just think that we, you know, like, the, the we could probably count on one hand the number of legit annual great closers. And then we could probably identify five guys who are going to be fantastic in that role, given the chance. Far better to find one. you look at him and go, gosh, if he just was given the opportunity, you know, maybe Brian Shaw to a certain extent, uh, you know, and I, I, I think that's that's the way to go, is you make a closer, you
0: don't spend the dollars on somebody who's already closed for a lot of I think what I think where I'm coming from on this question is kind of like serving as the messenger for the fan base, and sure. I don't think this is necessarily the wing of the fan base that, like, MFs anything that lesser sent me post about the Cardinals just because there's an angry constituency right now that's part of the way of the fan base, but it's this. I think John Azalek said this to you. I know he said this to me when I sat down with him for the podcast and and I thought that what he was going to say is number one, we want to impact back, Then closer and then maybe start. Absolutely. And the way that he laid it out was one A, we gotta fix the bullpen especially the ninth inning, 1B impact bat. And then you look at this point on February 8th and you go, did you really accomplish your mission? And then if you didn't and there's a guy out there, that's what then makes the fans who are already going into it, going there hoarding money, in their mind, I think it builds Absolutely. So that's where I'm...
1: I I totally get where you're coming from. Um, And and I I understand that like signing Greg Holland would seem to assuage that concern. However, none of his saves from last year are And I guess that's the thing that I'm trying to think of, is um, is he the certainty for the ninth inning? Um, because he's going to cost a lot of money, maybe less than expected, right. but still pretty good. I mean, he's going to cost more than Addison Reed, right? Well, <coughs> Addison Reed was a good buy, but still $17 million, right? Um, Juan, Nica- Juan Nicasio is a great example, right? Juan Nicasio is a guy who you watch pitch, who watch him pitch in, in September and you think, man, that, that's a guy who, given the opportunity, might thrive in the ninth. Now, you're not going to deed him in the ninth. You'd, you'd say you have it as a lease to own, um, but if he owns it, it's be <laughs> pretty good. Right. And I, I dare say he might be better than Greg Holland. Um, I just, you know, in this market, I didn't see that sure thing guy with the closers, I mean, the guys who had been closers. Um, Holland was as appealing as anybody because you figure his price was going to be more appealing than Wayne Davis. Um, but regardless, in both cases, whatever team signed them is going to be signing them for and paying for saves that the previous team got. Yeah. And that's just a tough thing with the ninth inning because it, it is so fragile. Um, it, I just, I think the time is better spent identifying somebody who hasn't had that opportunity and going out and get them. Right now, today, who is that? I mean, look, Colorado has a $100 million boardroom right we'd now. Be, we'd be naive to think that a few of those guys maybe would have been of interest to the Cardinals and just went out there. Or Shaw, you know, and you saw um, saw the Mets sign some guys, you know, for the league or for example. Um, some of these guys would have made sense for the Cardinals and signed elsewhere. Today, you look at that free agent thing, here's, here's, here's how I put it. If I were to tell you that you could sign Greg Holland for, let's say, two for 25, make up a number, or you could sign Andrew Cashner for one for 12, who would you like in the ninth inning? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, Andrew Kashner is a starter, um, has been a starter. What if you go to him and say, man, Remake yourself as a closer, go make some money. You know, you have that opportunity here. I mean, that he might be pretty good. You know, he certainly has the traits of a guy. And then you would protect the Cardinals from future injury by having cash on the team, right? He's the guy who broke hands. He did. He did. He did. He uh, he, uh, Holiday, I believe, was the Holiday. Yeah. Um, But but there's a guy like okay, the market for him as a starter has not yet developed. It could once all these other guys are running. But you look at what he does and go, well, maybe this could be the closer um, or at least some kind of factor play in the game. Give it a go. And, and I think there's sense that that makes more than going out and getting a guy who
0: who saves or fight. Okay. I follow you on that. Well, let's go to some of the questions here because I wanted it to be uh – this Q&A uh, is possible, so I'm on the Facebook Live, let's see, uh, Holland's annual value is meaningless in my opinion, the issue is the years, if they can get him for two years, I wouldn't care what they paid him, that comes from Dave Newman, uh, Derek, your response to that? It's not Dave Newman's money. I don't believe it is, I, I don't think he's a minority partner. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I mean, I, it, look, years are the issue, I have to say that flip, but... I mean, years are the issue, that's, that's part of what's frozen the marketplace, is it's not the money. Teams will pay higher AAVs. they want shorter years. So I get, I get what Dave is saying in the sense that two years is not so bad. But two years for $30 million is still $30 million. And if you get 12 saves, 15 saves from that, and then all of a sudden, you know, in 2019, um, Ryan Helsley is your closer... Have a fifteen million dollars setup, man. What I mean is that really the best use of the money. And I understand where he's coming from. I just it it to me, and I felt this way going in, um, and I just feel this way in general, is that you invest in future production, and so often with closers
0: you're investing in past production, and you have to take, take that into account. I just, I think here is here is what I, I could be wrong. I'm trying to get inside the mind of the fan base because I think I see it as well. If the, the president of baseball operations in October, November is saying Bolton is our top priority, right? and if we look at, now again, there are so many free agents out there on February 8th, un, unlike anything you or I, I think, have ever seen right. at this point, so who knows? But operating off the supposition that this is essentially what the Cardinals have and they're not going to be pursuing one of them, and the ad. Is Gregerson, and then April and May rolls around, and the Cardinals are blowing games in the ninth inning again. Absolutely, you're going to have an angry fan base going, "Damn it! We knew this was coming. You didn't tend to it, and here we are again, stuck." But not. But part of the factor in that equation is that, and that
1: we may never know, and it's our job to find out. And I, I try um, is who they missed them.
0: Yeah. That's what I wonder. You so know, when he was sitting there telling yeah. me 1A is bullpen, I'm curious. because see what I can't imagine. I mean, with like Gregerson, then we're good. Brendan Morrow's an example, yeah.
1: right? Okay, Brendan Morrow signs with the Cubs. Now, that's a guy that the Cardinals, you know, spend some time talking with his agent about, right? That same agent as Addison Reed. Um, Addison Reed goes to the Twins. Um, the reason why the Cardinals weren't in on him, we talked about earlier. But Brendan Morrow, you know, were they just... Have just been Trump. Right. Maybe he wanted to be a cub and not a card. Um, you know, there are, there were numerous relievers out there that had the Cardinals signed would be changing this conversation. Correct. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so we again, we'd be naive to think they didn't try. It's just possible that they went elsewhere. And this is what the Cardinals were left with. The Cardinals got to a point where musical chairs have been played, and they were out. The relievers that they wanted. At the prizes that they wanted were gone. And uh okay, all right, well, now we have to adjust. That trade for Leone. I mean, look, we did a podcast for the best podcast in baseball um, one morning, and I said I, I have yet to understand how if they're eager to move one of their outfielders, they were unable to do so for help in the bullpen. It just it didn't compute with baseball. Baseball, you would think that a Stephen Biscotti, you know, Having had talks already with Oakland about members of their bullpen, that there would have been some kind of reliever yeah, involved yeah. in that, or that if you're going to trade um, Mag Sierra or some of these other guys, that you, you get a reliever in return. And I understand that Pizuno, you know, um, would have come along with high prices and all that. Okay, but you would have thought they would at least acquire some depth. And then a few hours later, they traded Guerchek the for Leon and right. Green, and you're like, okay, well that's that um, doesn't you doesn't know, work, in so. baseball. The Cardinals had an abundance of outfielders, and it just, even in this frigid market, makes sense that they could flip one of them into some kind of relief.
0: And they didn't mention. Let's see what we got in here. Uh, got a bunch of questions, and I want to try and get through as many as possible. Uh, would the Cardinals have any interest in Mike Moustakis on a short-term deal? If that was an option, that comes from Sam Hazeltine. Sam Hazeltine. Sam, hello. i uh, And therefore, Michael's not going to be joining the club. Tell me the You difference. want to be concise, uh, and that answers it, and that answers it. Tell
1: me the difference between the
0: two. I saw you lay out those numbers. Boy, your chat, by the way. If you don't read Derek's chat, that is like, I'm like, oh, that was nice. And I'm like, oh, that was a page. And then I'm like, oh, my God, there's like nine more pages. Holy crap. I that. I guess so like intense but it's that's, well, like, that's, like, that's like advanced baseball
1: I mean if you're going to if people are going to come to the they do but the it's time. so
0: good it really well, is it really is it's uh, still up there on STL today what day would they do it? Monday. on Monday yeah that's uh, good stuff is there a pitching prospect that the casual fan might not know about that has a chance to make a strong contribution to the major league team this season, whether it would be right out of spring or after a mid season call. up It seems like there's a variety, and all their last names start with an H. Am I correct? That's from Jamie Mancuso. Yeah, right the Triple H team. Yeah, Triple uh, H. H. Yeah, Hunter D- Hurst Helmsley. Yeah. Um. Wait, what? <laughs> that's in reference to the WWE. Oh, that's that yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so that was the character's name. Character, I apologize, Larry Nickel. Real wrestler. Real right. wrestler. Yes, yeah. they are Dix, uh, Hudson, and Helmsley.
1: Hellsley draws comparisons to Trevor Rosenthal, throws hard, um, has, I mean, just everything is hard, hard uh, has, uh, has experience as a starter, did very well. Um, Dakota Hudson is a sinker ball machine, um, has one of the best sliders in the organization. So we're talking either a guy who can come in and do like a Bowman-Manus role, longer lead, or throw a little bit like, um, you know, like a Russ Springer, did that kind of guy. Uh, then you have Hicks, who has the highest, maybe highest ceiling of them all. And, you know, in the corridors of Bush Stadium, they whispered his name as the future closer. Really? Um, real athletic guy. You know, you, you see him, you watch him, and you think Chris Archer with, a lot, with more velocity, 100-mile-an-hour uh, guy, can sustain it. Um, he is the guy who, this is always a good thing, when you hear about prospects from other teams first, before you hear about it from the Cardinals. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you ask around. But it's not the
0: Cardinals hyping up somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you ask around about prospects all the time. I just like talking about, like, what do they see, what do they see? And when, uh, when another team, I don't remember being at the winter meetings, and they said, you know, one of the guys we're asking about, and a lot of teams are apparently trying to get, um, is a low-A guy named picks. And uh, the Cardinals are just resistant to giving him up. It's no secret, whatever. Said a little surprised they won't trade him, but obviously it speaks to everybody having the same kind of evaluation
0: Yeah, how good, he is. How good he is. Okay, that's yeah. good. Uh, now, yeah, we hear a lot about him, but there's a little breakdown. Yeah, I don't think Connor are... Green, I mean, I just saw him today, so that's kind of fresh in the
1: mind, but I don't think you dismiss Connor Green because, you know, they're going to get a chance um, to see what kind of role he fits Um you know, versus with
0: Toronto, what he loves. Uh Hi, Tim. Uh, you're the best. Do you have a cute oh. backpack like Gould also? If so, what kind? I want one, too. That's from the Shy Playberry. Oh, play my baby. backpack. There it is, Derek. Would you like to tell the audience about your boy? That really is nice. And do you have pins all over What do you have going on here? Are Colorado. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, Colorado. The University of Missouri, the Shield. Uh, pressed. Oh, City yeah. Of St. Him. Louis uh, emblem on there. Asleep. Yeah, a
1: little uh, Captain America sub-pop.
0: Chess. Are you a chess game? World
1: chess. I like That's where I chess. interviewed yeah. The theme Yeah? yeah.
0: How about is. his explanation? Well, if he, if he, it's right at the end where he talks about he learned chess because of the concussion thing. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah and he yeah. learned it's another language. His because mind. Of that? Well, I yeah. guess he learned that way back Spanish, when. Spanish, right? Spanish. And then, uh, and then to play the guitar. And oh, is, yeah. he claims that this is because of the concussion stuff. that's what he instructed to do.
1: Yeah.
0: My mind is you know, does nothing and he's learning languages, chess, and playing the guitar. Yeah. So, God, God bless him. So, there's Derek's pins on yeah, so your you side. Baby. See, you
1: got the shield from, uh, I just went and visited England, so I was able to get shield from the college I went to. What college so, did you go to? That's Wadham College. And where is that located? It's in Oxford. Nice. Cuba flag, Galapagos, yeah? Longhouse.
0: Wow. You ever down to Cuba? Yeah. You, you
1: have Cuba. For a, uh, I went, that, I went on that MLB Goodwill tour, I remember, a few years ago, oh, yeah, where yeah. they set up the deals. How was
0: there? It was... What was uh, it like? Were the U.S. relations at that time still were not with they...
1: No, I was there on the year anniversary of Obama opening up, okay. and we were the forward team to... before they took a team there to play. So, um, it was Brian Pena, John Jay, S.H.O. Quig, Jose Abreu, Clayton Kershaw, um, you know, players went down there and they did clinics. And uh, five five newspapers were invited to go along um, post-dispatch. As well. How long were you there? Uh, we were there for
0: four five days. Five days? Five days? Yeah. I hear it's like, like 1958. Is, is, is in a time capsule down there. Is that an accurate um, uh, description? Hyman Roth is still cutting deals? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think there are some things that are... Hard. Like their whips are all old whips. Like their cars are old cars, right? Their cars
1: are all old cars and the... Uh, Fascinating what they the the, the the skill and the creativity that goes into keeping them running. Um, yeah, and, uh, I mean, that's you know, about that? Yeah, I mean, I, we 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 uh rode in a, in a Russian car um from the 40s and uh, or yeah, uh, yeah, 48, I think it was, um, which was amazing. But then you're also like, how is this still running? And then we talked to the guy for a while about that. And He said you just you kind of scavenge parts where you can. You have to get real inventive with how you fix things. You have to be real attentive to it. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was in we, the week. The most surreal experience was we went to a, uh, a town called Matanzas, which is the birthplace of one of the great um, greatest Cuban players uh, around. And there's a there's a stadium there called uh, you know the stadium for the Bay of Pigs. Um, that's what it translates to. some stadium stands as a, as a memorial or testament, a monument, monument, monument to the Bay of Pigs victory. And that's what it, actually this what it's called, is the victory at the Bay of Pigs Stadium. And as we're driving up to it, um, you know, I'm looking up, and there's an American flag flying over it to welcome the arrival of the Major League Baseball players and officials and everything like that and it's like there's an American flag flying over a ballpark named for a victory it just was a very and it was constant Quite contrast product. like that yeah.
0: yeah good use of the word yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm having a monster chat obviously it, it was
1: uh, it was just uh, constantly that so you're like yeah it's like sometimes it feels like it's fixed in the 50s but then you also have these just lightning strikes of modern yeah. day I took a photo I'll never, I may never take another better photo but I took a photo, and, and it's from an angle so that I'm in his photo, too, of Tony Castro, the young Castro son, um, and an advocate for baseball, and opening the doors and everything like taking a photo on his iPhone of Queen and a Brady, two guys the defend. And so he's standing there like uh-huh. a fan, taking a photo, and so I was able to stand behind the two players, so you have their two jerseys, and right in the middle this is Tony has <laughs> taking a and I was just like this is this is it
0: this that's is, a hell of a photo this yeah. is our moment wow yeah, this is what happened that's pretty cool yeah. uh let's see guys is Wayno the old Cuban car of the St. Louis Cardinals thanks that's from Jim Lettowity Jim I apologize if I mispronounced the name it's cool that he's listening thank you I for the medical <laughs> that's right uh Derek I believe oh you want near to answer other. that uh, I, I, th- I think he was just making. Oh, it's rhetorical. Okay. I think that was. I think that's exactly what that was. Derek, I believe we live near each other. Can we get a beer? sometime? time check? Yes for yes and no for no. Uh, that's from the hipster of Tower Grove South. I don't know if you're looking for friends here in the chat, but there are some options. All right, cool. <laughs> there you go. I wasn't hipster, aware you got a that friend. there were hipsters in Tower Grove South. <laughs> this, this is the one. Uh, what does a pitching consultant even do, Derek? And I'm referring to Dave Duncan with the White Sox.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so it depends on the team. It's going to be defined by the team. Um, you know, you have, uh, uh, in, in Dave Duncan's case, I don't know the exact description, but I do know what the role was he was doing with Arizona, um, and he had a similar type title. the role, um, was evaluation of um, pitch teaching and pitch development, pitcher development. And all that stuff. So it's sort of an auditor, if you will, um, and an advisor on here's how guys could be used, or here's how this guy could develop. Them. It's you know he goes, he uh, Dave Duncan will go out and uh, you know sort of see some of the young players and evaluate what they had to improve on and maybe even what role they could serve, or if they improved on these things, what role they could have. Right. Um, so it's basically like. A con- uh, Actually, you you're probably more equipped to handle this than, than me because you had a lifetime of consultants on TV, right? Don't they all come they do, spiraling? Yes. And through? I just felt
0: like they're there to justify a paycheck, and I have no idea what oh. they do. So I, I don't have enough positive perspective on consultants. Okay, well maybe I Dave Duncan might bring yeah, yeah. a little more to the table than a guy going, "Hey, raise your eyebrows more when you emphasize a highlight." Lighter, Is that right? something? Uh, well, that's 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 what I was told back in Little Rock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Wait, what? Yeah, for real. Like cover your face and then watch your eyebrows as you hit certain lines in the teleprompter. I mean, this is high-level stuff we're talking about here. Is this, this is why I didn't know <laughs> Yeah, it's really sophisticated. Uh, here is here is an open-ended question for you, Derek. It comes from Bill Kirk. Uh, I can't wait to hear your answer. Why do the Cardinals management continue to disappoint us? <laughs> you can do a Chevy Chase spit take right there, I <laughs> noticed. Um...
1: I, I, I don't know. I guess because they haven't won a World Series. I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways. I mean, we could get, we could get really deep on this. Uh, why do they continue to disappoint? Because baseball is constantly a game of failure. Um, why do they continue to disappoint? because they cannot bludgeon other teams into giving up their best players, um, because the front office doesn't have the Jedi mind trick to uh, force uh, free agents to take their price. Um, I would suggest that the real kernel of the truth of the answer why they continue to disappoint is because the Cubs are good.
0: I think that really is one of I the reasons for the reason. Reason. And yeah. Because like the Cubs this. Yeah, like if there pirates doing it. this...
1: And it's the Cubs, and the Cubs are appealing, and the Cubs are sexy, and the Cubs have Joe Madden, And the Cubs have a lot of things going for them that the Cardinals always did, even the style of play. And I think that's why. I think it's because they're not the Cubs.
0: Is this the year Carson Kelly plays more, or does he learn some first base to get some A.B.s? That comes from the great Billy lady. Uh, Billy's a wonderful stick. He'd be out here and he'd fire a 68 year Really? Billy's a stick. That's right.
1: Can you can we, can we take a quick moment to talk about the, uh, the development or uh, community that is right here just to the north of you and the name? Iron, ironwood. ironwood. Oh, ironwood.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, pick one. are you gonna be? <laughs> nice. I didn't think about that. You're like, exactly right. Well, they're in between clubs. It should be called yeah, hybrid. Yeah, it should be called hybrid. <laughs> it should be called hybrid. I'd be all right with that. But I'm <laughs> gonna buy
1: one ironwood.
0: Ironwood. Pick a club. Seriously. Let's go. Let's pick yeah. a club out here. You can't. You know. You can't.
1: Um. So the, the answer about what was the club? Carson, oh, Carson Kelly's Kelly is playing. Carson playing. Kelly playing, playing first more. base to
0: get more abs. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, let's let's let's
1: do let's have two conversations. All right. Here. Yes, Carson Kelly will play more than last year. Um, that's the idea. Uh, Carson Kelly can also play third base, and he would be an idea uh, of him play there to get his batter or to get the other guy's rest. I do not understand this idea that first base is this depository for any player. <laughs> well, why does that persist? Because first base, if you look around, just look around baseball, Who's playing first base? I don't think Paul Goldschmidt is moonlighting at first base. Only Anthony Rizzo is moonlighting at first base. Miguel Cabrera, Joey votto these guys are first basemen. Um, and oh by the way, any of them could win an MVP at any point in mm. time. First base is a land of giants. This is—if you are our team in contention, a lot of times you look and go, yeah, they got a first baseman batting in the yeah, middle of the yeah, order yeah. or a prominent spot in the order. Um, first base is not where. Yadier Molina goes to get a day off, you know, and that's not just give him a day off because if you're putting Yadier Molina at first base, then if you're a
0: good team, you're likely taking a better a back bat out, out of, line. of the lineup. Well, what do you think will Kelly get more playing time this Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: At yeah. catcher. Who, by the way, I want to make um, sure. And I then ask third, I mean, I think third. You know, he'll sometimes third base. There.
0: Who you you mentioned? Michaelis uh, made his first appearance. At camp today. I mean, he is lives 10 minutes yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. So, so I know it's kind of a weird one with him. Yeah. But Carpenter's been down here because he's been tweeting about Eagles playing each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wong's been here. fam has been here. Who else? Well, uh, I thought Fam was here. Is he Fam's just tweeting Fam's about in the Eagles? Yeah, Miami. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Fam is uh, in Florida, but he's doing his speed work uh, south of here. Um, I mean, he had Wong, uh, Wong Carpenter, DeYoung, and Boyd on the infield today working out together. Harrison Bader watching, waiting for everybody to hit. Then he hit, along with Carson Kelly. Um, some of the younger catchers are here. Uh, Connor Green, Tyler Lyons throughout off the mound today. Adam Wainwright is around. Um, Sam Tuigalala, Alex Reyes is around. Uh, Jack Flaherty arrived. Luke Weaver arrived. Um, Jordan Shaker is here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you got a good, I mean, there's probably guys. Already in, um, yeah.
0: And reporting day is two. Yeah, yeah uh, first for is college, so. okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what is the real story on the Cardinals' interest or lack thereof in Lance Lynn? Do they not believe in his talent or their issues in the clubhouse? That's from Dave Futsal. The real story is that uh, there are a couple
1: different real, real parts to this all story. All right, what do we got? Uh, one is the year commitment that Lance Lynn is looking for. You know, they offered him a one-year deal. If he was willing to come back on a one-year deal, they would have happily, happily welcomed him um, because they don't want to, you know, block their block their young starters coming up. Um, they're real reluctant, and this is true for Lance Lynn or for any of the other free agents. They're just real reluctant to commit the years that these guys want. Um, the other, the other part is uh, is something we see quite often with the Cardinals is they use the expiration of a contract as a reason to create roster churn and just to change things. We saw that with Matt Holliday, we saw that with Kyle Loesch, we saw that with Jeff Supon to a certain extent, and we've seen this now with uh, Lance Lynn. Um, and certainly saw it dramatically with Trevor Rosenthal, where they just used the expiration of a contract or the opportunity that a non-tender got. Daniel Descalso, another example. John Jay, another example just let the guy go, you know, and uh, they just use it as a reason that all right, we, we create movement, yeah. um, Lance Lynn is that guy, Lance,
0: Lance Lynn not being resigned, Michael is, is here, that kind of Um Let's take a look here, hey, Gary Bennett just joined, former Cardinal catcher, is in the. Uh, Hi, Gary Bennett. Hello, Gary Bennett, great people, right? Gary Bennett. Yes, uh, I have to respond Bennett. to he's doing a
1: cool thing um, with uh, that unites Matt
0: sports. Uh, uh, what is he, developing draft teams, or what does he get? No, no, no. Uh, this is for education. Ah, see, I see. You would take yeah. it to the no, I've, I've got 30 teams out of Pebble Beach this week. No, no, the this the is moderate. great.
1: Uh, this is a great thing for, for to inspire and encourage and connect sports and sports fondness with STEM and, uh, for students.
0: So oh, it's no. really cool. Uh, Guys. I, I have to get I owe I Gary's actually uh, Tim's deep voice cuts through the wind, but I'm having a hard time hearing Derek. I've had to jack up the volume as high as it goes. Can his mic be adjusted? We're micless, baby. I don't have a mic. And we don't have mics. There's a mic. There's a mic there. Brian's on it. The only reason we're out here is because uh, inside we don't have the backdrop, and so we just did it out here. For the future ones with Derek and with Dan McLaughlin, we'll be inside. And so, it's the, but the wind isn't bad today. I'm I'm looking at flags around the golf course and I see no wind, so... I think he's saying that that's my voice. Is this in general? Just in general? No, the wind. Hey, there's Gary saying, this is as soft as the wind. Hello, Jeff. There's Gary uh, Bennett. Ken Rosenthal tweeted about free agent spring training being hosted at IMG. Yes. Yes. That's the thought. Yeah. The 31st team.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh,
0: Let's see. Uh, There was also a
1: report that Boris... His clients are not going to go there. And I asked Lance Lynn, um, it, it, he, it was a pretty good one-liner from him. I asked him, I said, have you heard about a free agent spring training? And he goes, no, no one's approached me. Um, I said, well, is that something you look love to do? He goes, I think I can
0: find enough hitters who are looking for jobs. <laughs> yeah, they're have a little field of dreams in Florida, yeah. Arizona. Uh, despite their optimism, I think this is a good question. I asked Bethini about this in the interview. Despite their optimism, does the front office have plan Bs if there's serious regression from FAM, the Young, etc.? I think that's a fair looking out at the 162 game schedule going, God, they got something from these guys. Is it realistic to think that that's going to be repeated? And what is the net if there is a major regression? How do you answer that one? Because I, I feel like I hear that a lot, and I asked Matheny about it, and he said, You know me, Tim. Uh, I believe they're going to be able to duplicate it, but that's that's his faith in his players. What's your answer to that? Flip? It's it's one of the interesting elements of this
1: of this uh, of this off season um, because they traded away their natural backup for two spots. Uh, both of whom are manned by guys who had breakout years last year, but not the track record. Uh, you know, Paul DeYoung had an exceptional year. There's every reason to believe that, you know, he's a talented player, really talented hitter, has worked really hard to become a reliable shortstop, saw him working on that today, and actually I'm writing a story for Maul's paper about him. Um, Not necessarily about, like, can he do it again, but, um, you know, I I had a chance to spend some time with him over the last few days talking about just the season ahead, but also his interests. Um, But, you know, his natural backup was the Legends Diaz and Toronto had 11 seasons. Uh Tommy Pham, you know, had a tremendous year, a year unlike any that had and had in 126 seasons with the Cardinals. Um, the seasons that most compared to what Tommy Pham did was like peak Ray Lankford. Um, so you're talking about a really quality year, right? But, you know, can he do it again? He's had injury history. He's obviously got the eye thing. The Cardinals have bet big on him, turned center field over to him while also then trading his natural backup to Toronto. Right. It's like it's like Toronto has the Cardinals <laughs> yeah. insurance. Yeah. Um, you know, and Randall Gritchick there in center field. So I think that's very interesting. I think you could make the argument that Tyler O'Neill is Randall Gritchick. He can play center and Harrison Bader is there to play center and everything so they're covered, um, but the question is: Would you feel better if there's an injury turning one of those spots every day over to one of those right. guys, or every day over to Randall right, right. And right. that's
0: the Cardinals have given right. that answer. Um, shortstop's trickier. Um, shortstop. I mean, people are going: If DeYoung gets hurt, is it Greg Garcia? I mean, is that is that where it goes? Yeah and yeah. that's concern I mean there's nothing it's I shot it Ray Garcia it's just like that isn't going to get it done
1: yeah I think I think in some ways it's Garcia for short term um and the Cardinals will stash their long term answer at Triple A like they did with Pete Cosmo a few years ago you know if, if, if Johnny Peralta was injured you have had Pete Cosmo at Triple A playing every day and ready to come up and he just come um Munoz the guy they got the Cardinals got from Oakland could be that guy Uh but it's not the young. It's you know, it's, it's a power sap. Whereas Olemiss was a you know, I mean, he had success. he had been an all star. He can hit the ball. Um, you know, at his best, he, he can really hit the ball. Um, so it's just an interesting thing that they've left themselves somewhat open. Um, it's a little, It's far easier to see how they can stay in house and solve the center field situation. With shortstop, they be they'd have
0: to do something. So let me ask because this this applies to the Cardinal infield defense. Jose Oquendo and his return. Yeah. So many people uh, fascinated by a why he wasn't around, b why he is back, and then c the impact he will have. Yeah. Your thoughts on all three there? Uh, a, you know, he
1: had a significant injury that we that seems to be lost over. I mean, he could not be on the field. Uh, you know, he, he couldn't move. Like it or not, at third base, you do have to move. And at some point in time, whether the Cardinals would ever articulate this or not, there was a liability issue, right? That guy's injured on the job. He right? can't move. Um, he needed a new knee. And um, they talked to him about being on the bench. And his line, which he told Rick Hummel, and I was there, I remember when he said it, he said, I don't want to be half a coach. And he didn't mean that as an insult to the bench coach. It just meant that, that to him, was doing half the job that he could um, he felt, you know, I'm going to be a third base coach. He has talked for years about wanting to be a teacher um, down here, um, you know, in a Kissel type role, working with the young guys, and he has always relished that. We always saw him spend that extra time. He would finish with Major League Spring training in the morning, and you would still see him sometimes in the afternoon, out watching the minor league. Yeah. This is when he was third baseball. So he often talked about how he wanted to do that. So you had these things playing off each other. Is they the Cardinals had a, had a, I mean he had an injury and they had to figure out what to do with him. And then he's like you know maybe it's just time to be the teacher and the
0: frustrations and everything um, you know that he had or the theory from some and it's fair let's have the discussion on it is he didn't like Feeny didn't like that he didn't get the job, there was resentment there, and he's just, just a like,
1: long-time investor.
0: Right? right, yeah, considering I mean, he was around for, what, four or five seasons? Yeah, like. five seasons after. Right, yeah. so now he's back, he was he hoisted, Kirby Enthusiasm reference, on Matheny. So the way that went, that's a big transition, the way that went is in August
1: of this past year, I think it was August, um, Mosella flew down for two lobby. To said, come back in 18? To come back. It's time to come back. What What do we have to do to get you back? What is the situation that you would come back for role out, out of how does And then um, after the season, after the cardinal season ended um, earlier than they wanted, uh, Mike and Hope came back down here, met in person with the echo, to talk to him about what's what would be the situation to bring you back? Um, I think in a, you know, in a very revealing and self-deprecating way, uh, Jose Lack probably answered the question best when he was talking to the fans of the Woman. And he mentioned that a year previously, he, he did do this. A year previously, he, somebody had asked about not having a Kendall on the staff for another year. And he said, he goes, know Jose has expressed to us what he wants to do. Um, you know, I had to get his health right he wanted to be a teacher, staying, and Florida was appealing to him. Um, and Mo said, I, I think we're going to be all right. Like he said, I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be good. You know, I think, I think you'll see that we're, we're going to be good. This year, he said, a year ago, I told you that without Jose, I think we're going to be good. I was wrong. Huh? Uh, he goes, I had that wrong. And, you know, the questions were right. Uh, I thought it was a pretty, you know, I mean, he was being... Self deprecating, but I also thought it was revealing that, um, you know, in June, we all saw, and those of us who know the the Cardinals well and fans who who pay a lot of attention, not just to what happens on the field, but what is said, in June, I think we all saw the front office patience run out. And while there weren't that that press conference, the press conference, and the great reorganization, and while there wasn't the lobbing off of jobs and, the, you know, the, the big dramatic display and everything like that. Within those comments, Mosella made it very clear that he had given everybody enough time and it hadn't worked and it was time to move on and from there forward, the uh, the, the, the expiration date on getting chances was a lot shorter. Um, and then we saw that. I mean, I, and I...
0: I don't think that, that has passed. Let me ask you about uh, the two other new coaches that will at least get most attention. Of course, Mike Maddox. Uh, is he down here? In, in haven't seen him haven't yet. Haven't seen him yet? No. We were just talking about that day. I don't know when he's going right. to And, of course, retire 51, uh, McGee Willie McGee. Uh, what do you anticipate seeing his involvement this spring? Uh, everywhere. everywhere. He's going to be involved in hitting, base running,
1: and outfield. Yeah. He is going to be living in the cage and be available to anyone right there alongside Billy Miller and John Mee. He's yeah. going to be a third hitting coach. He's going to be a second base running coach right there with Jose Akendo. And he's going to be the lead out to
0: Yeah. Are you surprised he's doing this? You probably are, it sounds like you're leaning back. That's yeah. a tell. That means you're slightly surprised. Um, I-, I figured you wouldn't be. I am, but I'm not as... In the trench, I'm not even. I'm not even remotely on the battlefield. So I guess I'm.
1: I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I think we I all saw these
0: Kids to grow up. There we all saw factor. it
1: coming because we saw them around. More. Right. We sort of saw this natural evolution. Um, I I'm surprised in this sense that. Uh, I I mean I guess I guess my surprise is I'm no longer clear how many coaches they can have. <laughs> it's like baseball has become college football. Yeah. Um, so I, I that that may be my surprise. away. way I thought there was a limit on how many coaches a team could have. And, you know, uh, the Cardinals were one of the first teams to add the assistant hitting coach, um, and now that you know, position is just rampant throughout baseball. Um, now you have all these other positions being added, quality control coach is is a new one. The Cardinals had that for a few months last year. Um, you know, I, I guess. I'm, I'm not surprised that that this is where it ended up that William McGee is part of the coaching staff. I'm, I'm surprised that it's twenty eighteen yeah. that it happened to happen this Yeah. But we all saw it like kind of coming because you know, uh, spring training became roving during the season. Roving during the season became taking up residency with some teams during the season. Taking up residency with some of the minor league teams and working with them turned into spending whole lot of spring training down here. Spending a whole lot of spring training down here turned
0: into spending a few weeks yeah. during the season with the major league team. Yeah. So you saw it grow and grow. Yeah. grow. Well, uh, this is the inevitable conclusion. There is a big shift on the coaching staff this year, and uh, they referenced Mike Mads, of course, and Kendo back, and now Willie McGee as well. Derek and I will be doing this uh, once a week, uh, and we will be doing it from inside my, uh, my house here in Palm Beach Gardens with the backdrop of Design air heating and cooling It is not here today. You see, it's uh, a bunker there beyond the. the hill. I know, so I'm trying bunker. to see how uh, you can kind of see it uh, over over my uh, my right. Was shoulder. there ever a spray of sand as we were talking? This I don't time? believe so, and there, there hasn't been a whole lot of action out there, which means I might be able to. Uh, don't tell anybody, of course, but I grab my bag and I wander over that par three. I don't think anybody's 13. listening. That's right. <laughs> and, I'll, and then I play the, the final six holes of the course. That's kind of my move. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of my move. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a South City hoodlum, so that's how I golf. That's how I, I just sneak on courses. That's what I do. What high school did you go to? Uh, DeBerg. Mm-hmm. Well when to DeBerg. Well, when I'm acting like I'm, I'm swiping golf, I'm going to say I went to DeBerg. Is that a
1: thing that happens out here? You get asked about your high school?
0: I can't imagine down in Florida they're really asking uh, me all that much. I don't know. <laughs> but That's if it a... comes up, if it comes up. Uh, no, I love my uh, St. Louis University High School. My brother teaches over there. And God bless them. Both. But well, good. Uh, do you have an end. I do. Oh, you, do you your, your son's looking to get at <laughs> uh, but it. But I, I it enjoyed out. this, and it was great to. Have. And so what, what we'll do is we'll retweet it and we'll share it on Facebook. And the nice thing about it is is it'll be up. So I know a lot of people can't watch and hour our baseball discussion while they're at work. Uh, but we'll do this here when the Cardinals start playing games. These, of course, will be later on in the day, uh, probably the evening, and uh, recap what has gone on so far in spring. But we're looking forward to doing this. It's this new, uh, these new cameras, these Nevo cameras, and they allow us to do it both on Periscope and on Space. Yeah, it's super cool, man. I saw Eric Mastersmith and TJ Moe setting up in the studio. Mm-hmm. What are these things? I just figure, like Clay Travis, Nick Yall, says he just puts up two phones on a stand. But now you have these Wait, is that the same guy? Who's that? Nick Yall and Clay Travis. They're separate human beings. Oh. So Nick, Nick works for inside STL. Clay is down there, and he's doing his whole, like, conglomerate national. I've been yeah. covering the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, he uses two phones. Now you have these cameras, and the, and the video quality is, is damn good. He and I, I mean, you know that You think he and I, we'd get wouldn't, along. I wouldn't imagine you would. But, uh, you know, so would well, Clay like, and I, we don't, we, don't, we don't share a lot of opinions. Yeah. But I respect his acumen. That's no, but how I, I would
1: think it, Do you think of two people that like that, those
0: guys would really have a good time? It? Like, it wouldn't be you two. It would, it would, it be would not to, be you oh, two. Maybe I got to get them down here and just let you guys <laughs> and I'll work on my chipping in the background. I just think our personalities <laughs> mesh. <like. laughs> but uh, I, I, So anyway, Nick told me about these Mevo cameras, and that's what we're using. We'll use them inside with the designer backdrop, designer heating and cooling. The presenting sponsor of our spring training live show here. Throughout the course, while spring training hasn't even begun yet, I'll be doing a chat with Derek once a week, with uh, Dan McLaughlin once a week, and I might just set up shop and BS and maybe take the camera out when I'm playing golf. Chris Raby, Flames, I think might come on by. and We'll just talk it over. Enjoy doing it. Thank you, everybody, stopping by. You Designer, are, you here. are 314. so St. Louis. Three one four. I'm out at three one four. Well, I wanted to give the people an hour, and I think we started like right it's around two oh eight. No, but you're right out at three one four. That's right. That's all St. Louis. Designer Heating and Cooling, online air the design air service. Dot com. They are the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. I am a client of Design Air Heating and Cooling. When Derek had an issue last year, he was a client of Design Air Heating and Cooling. So when it starts to warm up in St. Louis, thank Design Air for their sponsorship of this full production by making sure. Designairservice.com. That's who you do business with are the number one train dealer in the Midwest. thank you to brian reinecker for being on the ones and twos in the kitchen the entire time i'm tim mckernan this is derek cool this has been live from spring training presented by design air heating and cool but not